last week, we talked about the blessing of the grace. Last Sunday, Reverend Gloria talked about the spirit of grace. No, the, the, the grace is like a tree, you know. You can have different is it branches. Yeah, branches, yeah. So it's very wide, gets to every angle. Whatever that you want to see grace about, you will see it. And last Sunday, Reverend Gloria made us understand that the spirit of grace brings life. The spirit of grace brings life. Amen. And today, I want to continue on still the same topic of grace. And today, I want to talk about have faith in the grace of God. Have faith in the grace of God. Have faith in the grace of God. Amen. I want us to read from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. It's one of the scriptures that is on the, our grace flyer. I don't know if you've seen it. Please, when we give the flyer and there's a scripture on it, try and read it. Eh? Don't just share. You know, some of us... We share, we share, and we don't even know what we are sharing. It's good to share, but make sure that you yourself, you are in the known. Amen. I heard a story of a woman that was in one of the big libraries in Europe, gospel, Christian libraries anyway, and there was this book that was going very quick. That was John Boyan's uh, Pilgrim's Progress. And the woman had been sitting in that, this particular library for 30 years, selling John Boyan's Pilgrim's Progress. And one man entered the shop and said, oh, this book is very nice. I liked it when Christian was going and he met this person and met that person. And the woman said, really? And the man said, yes. He said, but haven't you read it? I said, no, I've never read it. And this woman has been selling the book for 30 years. Never read the book. May God have mercy on us. I want to pray that you, you will not be like that. Anything that you are Telling people should be something that you are living or something that you are in the process of living or you have started living. Amen. You know, sometimes if you are not careful, you get to the place whereby you think that you have to preach the repentance and some people have to do the repenting. You get it? You yourself, you think that you are above repentance. So, by the way, when you say repentance, it's not just accepting Jesus in your life alone, but changing your ways. You have to repent. You get it? Yeah, you have to repent. You know, pent is what? You know, those that are into real estate, Reverend Gloria, we build pent. When you say a penthouse, it is where the highest. Yeah. So when you say repent, you say try and get to the top. That's basically what repentance means. Because where you are now, you've sunk very low. So repent. So repent means that, re means what? Like, do, do again. Or, yeah. So, repent means that get to the top at where you were once again. Go back to the top. Amen. Last Saturday, we went to visit a, a brother. And he was telling us that his flat is on one of the levels. And he pays a certain amount. And those in the penthouses, they are paying like times two of what he's paying. Wow. So, what it means is that if you are in the penthouse, you have a, you have a view. You have a... You have a it's a different level. And some people actually pay for those views. You know, if you come from a certain mind, you say, oh, what is that view? You don't have the money. That's why you're saying that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I just came to tell you that you have to, we have to come to the place where we don't just say the message, but it should be coming from the abundance of what we are doing. Amen. So today we want to talk about have faith 
in the grace of God. Second Timothy chapter 2, 1 and 2. The Bible says, you therefore, my son. So this is Paul speaking to his son Timothy. He said, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men and who, who will be able to teach others also. Amen. We want to dwell on the first part which says that you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And the first part that I want to say is that you see, we should come to the place where somebody can also say that you therefore, my son, you therefore, my daughter, you therefore, you know, Paul was like a father and a mentor to Timothy. So he could speak to him. If you read the first chapter of 2 Timothy, you see that Paul mentioned some people that had departed and also mentioned Onesiphorus that treated him well. So after these things, he comes, he comes back and he tells Timothy that you therefore my son. You therefore my son. You there. And you see, we should always try as much as possible to have a father that can tell us, you therefore my son, you therefore my daughter. Amen. And in this house, you are happy to have Reverend and you see, he might be here, but if you are not careful, he, can, he, he, he cannot tell you, you therefore, my son. No, 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 no. He, because he's afraid. He's afraid. He's afraid. He can't even dare say that you therefore, my daughter. Mercy. Amen. Because, you know, some people, they are, you know, there are people who say that me, when I say, when I make a decision, you can't change my mind. It is, it is, it is, it is as if I've written it in stone. I am strong word. Yes, that's the word. I'm strong word. I am high-minded. Once I make my mind, you can't change me. So this, if, if Timothy was like that, Paul cannot write this scripture to him. You get it? And, you know, this is not the main thing I'm talking about, but I just want to draw something briefly that we move on. You see, fathers or mentors do certain things in our lives. You know? The first thing that they do in our life is that they insulate us. They insulate us. Do you know what insulation is? Science students. Where are the science students in the church today? They are hiding. What is insulation? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you are doing a, a doctoral something, something. In. Uh-huh. Or better still, it absorbs, right? Like lay, lay, lay uh, science students. If there's lay. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, the insulation means that it is it, it is able to absorb the the thing that is supposed to come to you. So if it's heat that is supposed to come to you, your father is able to absorb it. Amen. You get it. And I tell you that that is one of the reasons why all of us need fathers. That's one of the reasons why all of us need mentors, because sometimes you know when you are with him, he's absorbing certain punches. You are not receiving it, so you think everything is all right. Until you leave. Then you, be, you begin to talk like the prodigal son. You get it? So, fathers insulate us. They insulate us from certain troubles, certain mistakes, certain things. Because, you no, know, they can insulate you by an advice. He, he will tell you that, oh, don't do this. And, you know, that advice can quickly shift your life around all together. And sometimes, you know, you sit back and you realize, ah, so this, this single, simple advice 
has changed my life altogether. You, 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 don't, you, you don't get it. It can, it can actually change. So, you know, fathers insulate. And I can give several instances where an advice insulated my life. I tell you. Sometimes the advice makes you look like you're a fool. But it is actually insulating you from certain things. Amen. I remember one day in 20... I'm growing, so I'm forgetting the years. But 2015, yes. December. <laughs> now, many decades old. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes, I've, I've seen a few decades. Yesterday, I was in the house and I was playing some remembrance song and I have some old pictures of mine and I was going to them. And my wife was like, why are you looking? I said, you don't know. You don't know what you are. Something is entering me and I'm going to the pictures. Mercy. And I was, and, I, and the song that I was playing said, I'm living proof of what the mercy of God can do. <laughs> oh, it's a powerful song. It's a powerful song. Yeah. You get it. But, but, but I'm trying to say that uh, fathers are able to isolate you. I'm just giving one example. I will come to my message. Just the message today is very short. So I had, I told Reverend, we had a discussion that uh, I was going to extend a particular, what do I call it? Extend the time I was supposed to start a course because that time I did not have money. There was no money coming from anywhere. So we said, oh, we are going to start September 2016, yes. So we agreed, we sat in the office and agreed, agreed on it. Then the following Monday, I went to the office. So I was talking to the lady, the, I mean the secretary of the particular school. I was talking to the lady and the lady said, oh, so why do you want to change it from, because it was December 2015, then I was changing it to September 2016. I said, oh, I have talked to, and I know that by that time, everything will be all right. And he said, okay, then I'm going to change. Whilst I was talking to her, I received a call from her. Then I said, give, give me uh, two minutes, I'll be back. Then I went out to, get to, to, to answer the call. Then I asked her, I said, hello, are you in the office? I said, yes. I said, don't make it September, make it May. I said, I should make it May. I said, yeah, he said, make it May. And call me back. That was all. <laughs> Meanwhile, when I was talking to the lady, the lady, I told her that, oh, by September, I know I'll be able to work things out and everything. So me, I have to go back to the office and go and tell the lady now it's May. I don't know whether you see it, but when I went in, I told the lady, no, no, don't do it September, make it me. The lady was, ah, so within the two minutes, the government changed that they will sponsor you in May. <laughs> I said, I, it looked, to, to be frank, I looked very, very ridiculous and very foolish to be able to make certain statements for some, then suddenly change my mind. You get it. But I did it, and by the grace of God, I got it by that time. So, you see that Fathers are able to insulate you. Amen. And the second one to you, that the fathers are able to inform you. How many of us think that we receive a lot of information in this house? Yeah. And the third one is that fathers are able to inspire, inspire you, inspire you. You know, some people are doing a lot of things in this house and living it beyond. And when they are being told to do it, you see that they are being pushed. But they see that it is a good thing. Amen. So Paul was telling Timothy that you, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong. 
Be strong. Be empowered. Have strength. Increase in. Be enabled in. Have faith in the grace. Amen. So that's where I get, the, I get my topic. The have faith in the grace of God. Have faith in it. And why should we have faith in the grace of God? What is that faith in the grace of God able to do? What will the grace of God, what will having the faith of, in the grace of God help us to accomplish? Come with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9. Have faith in the grace of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles who, not, who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God But by the grace of God, today we are hearing a lot of but. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preached and so we believed. Amen. Amen. You see, when you have faith in the grace of God, the first thing that makes you know is that it really makes you see yourself as you truly are. When you have faith in the grace of God, it makes you see yourself as you truly are. You know, Paul was saying that, for I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. See, when you have faith in the grace of God, it makes you know who you truly are. You know, sometimes... If you are not careful, you might think that it is, a, it is because of a series of good decisions that has brought you to where you are. I tell you. You might think that it's because of being at the right place at the right time that has brought you to where you are. You might think that because of your qualifications, that is like a thermometer that has brought you to where you are. You might think that it's because of your connections, your connections, your special abilities and strength, your 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 endurance and, 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 and uh, ability to make decisions, ability to withstand temptations and all that, that has brought you to where you are. But you see that, so can it be that it is one good decision over, so you, for you, you've always been making good decisions. But have you also not realized that even your bad decisions some way, somehow, tend to work for your good? That is how you get to know that for the grace of God makes you see that you, you are inferior. The grace of God makes me because, you see, Paul had accomplished so much that he realized that it cannot be because of his philosophy or his being a Pharisee or learning the Old Testament or learning the scriptures that made him who he is. But it is the grace of God. You get it? And when you come to that place, you realize that it humbles you and it humbles me. Because you see that we have come this far by the grace of God. As a church, we cannot say that because there are also other churches that are around the same age, 10, 11 years, 12 years old, that do not even have a building. There are other churches that also have, the, but that they started in two years, who were making sharper edge decisions. But they are still not around. So you can see that there is something more than all that we do, but it's the grace of God. You get it? 
So you see that the opportunity and the platform that you have to even serve in the house of God, the opportunity and the platform that you have to even be married to the husband or the, ha- the wife that you are. You say, oh, me, I am beautiful. That is why the man came for me. You have no idea. Yeah, you see, yeah, yeah. Me, I have money. That's why when I went to tell the lady, she, she agreed. It is the grace of God. <laughs> Amen. So, you see, Paul was making us know his true state. And I tell you that if all of us are supposed to also tell our true state, see that we would not be sitting here today if not for the grace of God. You might have been somewhere else doing something else, addicted to something else. In a, you could have been found in a dungeon, in a dungeon. You know, a dungeon. You know a dungeon? A dungeon is deeper than a prison. But by the grace of God. So when you find yourself to be able to do the things that you do, don't, don't exalt yourself. Don't think that, oh, it is, it, is, it is me. You see, God has brought some of us from the, the back of the desert, the backside, and has, and, and has brought us in front. One person that always recognized the grace of God working, even though he did not use the word grace, was David. He realized that, you see, when Samuel came in the house, in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and 16, he was nowhere to be found. But the grace located him wherever he was and brought him from the backside to the house. You get it? Yeah, some of us, the job that you got, you see that it is pure grace at work. You get it? The husband or the wife that you got, it's pure grace. Pure, 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 pure. It's not because you have special skills and abilities, you, your, 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 your ability to cook. You know, there's another word, but I will not use that because that one is a lot of R and L's in it. But is it, is it culinary or whatever, something like that? But your ability to cook, your ability to cook. <laughs> Amen. It is, it, is, it is pure grace, I tell you. It is, and you see, when you are able to recognize this, it, it, it humbles us, I tell you. For your ability to even identify this church and come and sit, and the blessing that it has been towards you. It is not because of a decision that you made. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's the great. You see, yesterday, was it yesterday? Uh, Monday, we're having the foundation class, and it was powerful. If you've not joined us, you try and join us. Cassandra, oh, I'm lying. Powerful. And somebody asked a question about, oh, so this thing about the wrong and good and everything, how do we know? That it is not the person that is doing it that we are trying to say that the Satan is God or whatever. Then I gave an example and I said that you see, when you, and especially in this world, that when you are on YouTube, there's adverts, you go to Spotify, there's adverts, you go everywhere. If you are not careful, you, the advert will be playing subconsciously in your mind for a very long time that you yourself, you don't even know the product. But one day you might be talking to somebody and the person will say that, oh, I want this have this problem, but I don't know where to go. It's, oh, have you tried this? That thing you mentioned is not because you went to read about it, but subconsciously the advert, that particular advert is influencing your decision. So I was saying that, you see, the grace of God sometimes work as influences. You get it? It's influencing you to do this. It's influencing you to do that. It's influencing, go and talk to this person. Go and talk to that person. So, oh, I was there and I was thinking to myself and I thought that, oh, if I go and talk to personnel, person to help me, that's why I talk to the person. It's me, not anybody. You see, you don't understand. You get it. 
It's the grace. The grace. Sometimes the grace of God even comes in the form of impressing on somebody to pray for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Paul. Paul thought that he was doing whatever he was doing. But God used the church. And even after he, 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 he was arrested, there he still needed somebody to pray for him. So, the Paul that we see today, you see that it has been grace upon grace that has brought him. So, you see that having faith in the grace of God really makes us know who we truly are. And we can see that it is God that is working through us. We are just a vessel, a channel that God is using. Amen. The second thing that having faith in the grace of God makes us do that, it makes us to work harder. It makes us, and you see, this is something that you see, might say that, oh, but if there is grace, why should I work hard? Paul is saying that, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, verse 10 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. I used the grace because he said, I don't deserve this. So now that I have the opportunity, I will do my best. You get it? You know, it's always those that thing that they've never seen before. They've never committed the five, the five big sins. You know the five big sins? The top five. Oh, have you fornicated before? No. Have you? No. Have you? No. And these are the people that have the, the premise in the premise of all sins, pride. Because, you see, they think that they, me, 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 I'm, I'm closer to God than anybody. Because I've not, I've not even done any of these things. Hmm. I am on speed dial to God. I'm on speed dial. <laughs> and because of that, you don't even do much. But you see, and it's even in our church, you see that somebody who comes and by the grace of the grace of God locates him and he realizes that, hey, so this is what these people have been enjoying all this while. They'll do more. Than those of us that we've been around 20 years, we are entering our 30th year, 40th year, 50th year, and we are doing nothing. Amen. So you see that having faith in the grace of God causes you to work hard. And Paul is an example. So you see, when you are working hard, don't think that it's anything, but it's the grace. Amen. And the third one that reinforces the second one is that you are able, our hard work is also the grace of God. So you see, the grace of God will make you to work hard. And your hard work is also the grace of God. Look at it. He said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God. So you see, at a point in your life, you really don't know which of them is working. Is it your, is it, is it your hard work that is taking you to where you are or the grace of God? You don't need to know it's working. It's the grace of God that is working. Amen. So you see that even your hard work is the grace. Is the grace. The grace of God. The grace of God. Amen. Let's open our Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 8, 9. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that I might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, 
in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Amen. And you see, when we have faith in the grace of God, we are able to see the power of God working through our weaknesses. We are able to see the power of God. You see, Paul had a particular infirmity. We have a lot of theologians giving all forms. Some people are saying it's sickness. Some people are saying it's this. I don't know what it is. But all that I know is that Paul was saying that God's grace was working through his infirmity. God's, and you see, this one should be very reassuring to you and I. That we cannot use our, our weakness as an excuse not to do anything for him. You get it? We cannot use what is your excuse? What is your weakness? God's grace can power it. God's grace can use it. God's grace can make it turn around for your own good. And you know, sometimes some of these weaknesses exist in our life. Just to, it's like a checkmate. Yeah, because some of us, we are, we, are, we are beginning to see ourselves like a God. Yeah, because I have everything sorted out. Nothing is wrong. Everything is okay. But God's grace is able to work through your weakness and my weakness. Amen. And you know, in, in, since we started talking about the grace of God, one of the things that has been running through my mind is that it keeps me very, very, very solemn and humble to realize that it is not anything of my own doing that I can see that it is, it is, it is working for me. You can just see that it is, it is a supernatural hand that is really working in the affairs of our life. Yeah. And you see, if we are supposed to give the platform to everybody to tell us your life story, the, 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 the conclusion of it will be grace. I tell you, the conclusion. The thing that you went to that was supposed to kill you, God actually used it, like Paul said, it went, it went ahead to turn into something else. You get it? You know, sometimes when I sit and I see the, all the sons of heaven come and they talk and they do this, then I realize that, you see, it is just the grace of Because if things were supposed to be arranged like in chronological order, like first come, first services, oh, <laughs> nowhere near. Nowhere near. But you see that it is, it is the grace of God that is working. So you see that any opportunity that has been given to you and I to serve, let us hold fast unto it and do it well. Because you see, that grace, you see, even as the grace propels us, we can also frustrate the grace. Yeah, we can. We can frustrate the grace with certain things that we are supposed to do that we are not doing. You get it? Amen. And another thing too is that in the same scripture that the God's grace is sufficient. God's grace. See, when you have faith in the grace of God, you realize that God's grace, there's nothing that is so sufficient than the grace of God. Nothing. God's grace is far sufficient than, more than enough. And you know, those that have studied a little bit of economics, they will tell you that human, is it wants, right? Are insatiable. So you see that the more you get, the more you want to get. So if you really want to rely on your taste and appetite, you say, oh, when I get here, I, have, I, have been, I will be sufficient. You are lying to yourself. Because just when you get to that level, you say, oh, actually, it opens you up to a, a bigger and a wider level of wanting. 
But you see, God in his wisdom has made his grace for you and I sufficient. God's grace. If, if there's anything that we should, we, should, we should yearn to have, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. Amen. And one thing that having faith in the ability of God makes us able to do is that it gives us the ability and the wisdom to build. The ability and the wisdom to be able to build. Let me get the scripture. I think it's first Corinthians. Chapter 3, I think. First Corinthians chapter 3. Yes. First Corinthians chapter 3. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. And I know that I've, I've, I've looked through all of us sitting here. And in one way or the other, we are building something, especially towards the, the course of God. Kiran is being led to build the church in Hall by the grace of God. Pastor William is building the church in Bradford. You know, some people are building chapels, some people are building choirs, some people are building ushering, some people are building things. See, that grace, God's grace, will be, uh, enable you to become a wise master builder. Amen. So you see that all the things, when it, when it begins to work, say, hey, my organizational skills are working. Oh, no. Please. It is the grace of God. And you see, that word will even propel you to higher heights because you see that you are not relying on your strength. You are not relying on your strength, even though you are working hard. But you see that it is not the hard work, but it's the grace of God. And the grace of God is bringing hard work. And the grace of God is failing and bringing sufficiency. And the grace of God is giving you the ability to build. You get it? And I know that if there is anything that we should yearn for, I tell you, is to pray for the grace. Is to yearn for the grace. Is to, you know, Paul, Peter in one of his, Peter, in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, he said we should grow in the grace. Second Peter chapter 3, let me read that. I'm bringing my message to a close. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. It says that, But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I tell you that that grace, that grace, where can it be found? That grace, that grace, that grace can be found in Jesus Christ. That grace. In, first, in John chapter 1 verse 14, they said, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full. So you see that the one that is full of grace is Jesus Christ. The one that is full of grace is Jesus. The verse 16 says that, And of his fullness we have all received Grace for grace, verse 17. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. So even as we continue to commune, commune with God, he's given us more grace. He's given us more grace. He's given us more. You see, the grace, the, it is measure. It is measure. Even though 
it is, we say that grace is sufficient, but it is measures. Because you see, the, the level that some people are and the obstacles and the struggles and the issues they are facing, God is giving them a measure of grace. You get it? And I pray that all of us will yearn for that grace that is able to take us and bring us this far. You know, the hymn, that popular hymn that we normally sing, the verse 3, the third stanza, it says that through many dangers, toils, and snares, we have already come towards grace that brought us safe thus far. And grace will lead us home. And grace will lead us home. Amazing grace.